0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of uh, The Ambitious Sloth. And today I'm having Alex Hein here. and I'm really, really excited that he took the time for, for me and the podcast to, to be on here. Uh, maybe a short recap for, um, of him because most probably don't know him. Um, he is author of Mass the Day, the book. Um, he is running the YouTube channel Mo- Modern Health Monk studied traditional Chinese medicine. And additionally, he has a YouTube channel, Alexander Hein, um, which is also directed to the uh, traditional Chinese medicine. And actually, where I got uh, to know him from was from YouTube videos about productivity and getting more effective from uh, basically doing the studies. Um, And the the first question I have is... uh, what does the modern health monk mean to you? And how did you even like come up with that name?
1: Yeah. So for me, you know, the big thing was that I had lived in China for a little bit in my early twenties and I came back and I really was passionate about health stuff, but I didn't really resonate with like the personal trainer thing. And I didn't resonate with a lot of the wellness advice because to me, it seemed like modern people were very different from ancient people. And a lot of modern people, The health problems they have are really stress-related, overwork, sitting too much. And so when I started Modern Health Monk, I wanted to be able to mix all of those passions, all those interests of, you know, the meditation with fitness, with habits, with all that kind of stuff. And one of my professors said to me, he said, you know, for modern people, the two most important things are sleep and meditation. And I think that really shows how fast life is going now with technology, with all the stuff people have going on. So for me, yeah, Modern Health Monk, the brand, it mostly was around trying to mix in like wellness and health advice. But for people today, like how do they deal with stress? How do they deal with sitting all day? How do they deal with being unhappy and depressed and dissatisfied? Like these illnesses and these conditions that are very common now, more common than they were in history.
0: Wow, okay. But that seems also like really, at least in the beginning, really strange advice that the two most important things are meditation and sleep, at least like in, the, in, in common days today. Like, how did you react on, on those?
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, most modern people need to work on nutrition and what they eat a lot and, and exercise. But really what we're seeing a lot of is because of the Internet, because of technology, because of just the, the overall how fast life goes now, people are just doing too much and it results in a lot of basically the whole process relating to increasing in stress, increases in stress. And like we can say like a person's like 30 pounds overweight. So the thing would be like, okay, we should focus on diet, right? But not really, because when you talk to a lot of these people, what you learn is that they're unhappy or they're frustrated with their lives. They don't feel like their life has a lot of purpose and meaning, or they feel like honestly, they're just not, they don't enjoy Day to day life, and there's job stress, there's relationship stress, there's all these food choices we didn't have in human history. You know, humans now can go to a restaurant from the Middle East, right next to it, it's from China, right next to it's from Africa, right next to it's from America. Like kings in ancient times couldn't even have this if they wanted to, and so I think for modern people, what he, what this professor, this doctor was saying, he was saying that for a lot of people, like anxiety and depression are just off the charts just so high and yes like diet and exercise but really behind it when people are calmer and happier and they're just more present in their lives they don't really feel the need to eat certain foods and also to overeat so much or bored or stressy
0: That sounds a bit contradicting somehow um, because being or getting more done or um, being more ambitious and also try to, to be with the podcast as well seems to be counterproductive to being happier and healthier or uh, yeah that
1: it's tough it's tough man like i struggle with it a lot like ambition is a dual-edged sword yeah where on one part you're always unhappy like dissatisfied right dissatisfaction is what drives people to create the best companies like the rolls royce the nicest most luxurious car the apple iphone the most luxurious perfect restaurants like Jiro dreams of sushi but it's that dissatisfaction that if you don't watch it, it becomes the dog that bites you. And it's like the same with me. Like it's, it's the dissatisfaction of always wanting the next level, the next level, the next level. But then at what point do you stop? And I think, you know, a lot of people, they just end up being depressed or unhappy, especially when they get the success, you know, let's say they're 20 years old, they were in a poor family, they were broke and they spent 20 years working hard to be a successful lawyer and provide for their family and their whole life, their only dream was to be successful so they could have the life that they didn't have as a kid. And then you find that they get super depressed because they have no more, there's nothing left to go after. And so I think it's rare to find someone who is a master of both achievement and fulfillment. And I think that's the secret. Uh, But I think most people, they want to be more ambitious in general.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see that. It's, um, yeah, obviously, also a um, bit what what drives me as well to be kind of uh, ambitious and to get a get a, a huge thing um, out of the out of the podcast. And like, what is your kind of secret, or how would you um, try to deal with that with a self so like, for How would
1: I how would I try to like create ambition where the person's not so motivated?
0: No, no. How how you can deal with both? You said you, you this is like some some kind of the secret, and how how can you you have both on the on the same level, kind of?
1: Yeah, I think it's all about just what you focus on in life. So if every day all I'm focusing on is like my ambition, like there's that saying about like the two wolves inside of you, that Native American story. I think you could literally on a piece of paper write like these are my ambitions. This is the things I want to create and improve. But these are the things that really make me happy. Like I know I have a big Word document or a Evernote document, all the things that make me happy. And almost all of it is just like hanging out with friends and family, people, contribution, helping other people for no reason, just doing work or a hobby that I love with no goal. So like for me, medicine is actually a really good mix because I've, I just love medicine. Like I love when a patient comes in, they don't know – what's going on. They're sad, they're frustrated, they're angry. And then it's my job to like figure out the puzzle. But it's also a profession where you're immediately helping people. So you see the effects on their life. So I think it's people need to think like, where do I get like my hunger? What, like, what is that ambition going to bring me to? But also that fulfillment, what are the things that make me feel deeply happy on just a day to day basis? Because I think you know, so many ambitious people, they only focus on that wolf of, like, the improvement. They never focus on that, like, the gratitude, the satisfaction, and I'm a—I'm a perfect example. I'm very not grateful. <laughs> I do not for a long time focus on the satisfaction because, like, if you're unhappy and you're overweight or sick or you never get the woman or the guy that you want in relationships, like, if you have all those things not going well, you can use that as your hunger for a very long time, for decades. Some people use that their whole lives, but I think the combination is, okay, what are the things that really motivate me to achieve at a high level or change my life? And then also, if I achieved every goal or if I had a billion dollars, well, what would I just do? Because it was so enjoyable. And so I just, I always try to think about both now. I try to make that a conscious habit.
0: Do you already um, establish this this habit of being grateful or making um, yourself aware of um, what you want to be grateful for?
1: Yeah, so for me, it just, it had to be a habit. Um, I don't really do any, like, gratitudes. That's very common in the entrepreneur space. But in general, I just try to focus on the habit of, (laughs) like, as an entrepreneur, like, things change so fast. You can have your best day, and tomorrow can be the worst day of your life. And they can do that for years, you know. And so I think what I do is, I remind myself that as a business owner, all the time, something is not going well. But all the time, something is going well. And so I have to focus both on, you know, it's just training where my attention is. Like, am I going to focus on all the bad things or all the good things? And you just have to train yourself to do both if you're only focusing on one. And that's that's what I'm trying to do.
0: So so you're trying to like every day when something is going wrong, okay, what what went also quite well during that time and the other way around...
1: Yeah, because like the early years as an entrepreneur, they're really hard trying to like make a a living off your your company. And so for me, like at the start, it was like, why am I not there yet? Why am I not there yet? Why am I not there? Like so angry and annoyed every day, you know, and I built my business with a full-time job for three years. So every day, work nine or 10 hours of the job, go to the gym, come home, work my business three hours. That's all I did. Three years. And it was really hard to stay mentally happy with that, you know, that many years of struggle. And what I would do is I would just say, like, let's say, let's just use money as an example, like for entrepreneurs that you want to talk about. It's a good example because you can say my business this year only made like $10,000, let's say. And then you're like, well, I need 30,000 to live. And then you could every day think about like, I'm so unhappy. I hate that my business isn't making enough money. Or you could go back, look at the last year instead, instead of the next, and be like, you know what? Last year I had zero dollars. Now I have 10,000 or 2,000 or whatever. That's pretty good. And so it's more of like training yourself to look at the progress rather than the gap ahead.
0: And you made that a habit to always look at both sides, right?
1: Yeah, especially for my business because that was the hardest goal I've, I've had to achieve. And so you always have to, like there's two ways. One is you can be very goal-driven or you can be very excitement-driven. Like if you really enjoy what you do, you actually don't care how fast it goes.
0: That's so
1: true. And that's like the secret really because like if you actually like it, you're not – like every day you're not watching the clock like in sports. You're not like, oh, so close, so close, so close. Like when you like it, you're just – you don't even care. And I, I really believe that's the secret now because it removes all the stress. It removes almost all the pressure. Like it doesn't make you unlimited money just out of the air. But it immediately like if I loved if I loved every aspect of my business, then I would have been fine internally. But I was stressing myself out every day because I wanted to quit my job and I wanted to work on my business all day. And so if I learned, if I had the same personal development back then, I would have just tested more businesses to find the business I really enjoy working on. Because then every day you you enjoy it. Every day you win. You know what I mean. There's no rush.
0: That's that's really so true. And if that if you if you find something what well, you're really ambitious about, for example, right now I'm with with that podcast because I'd really just like to interview to talk to people who are passionate like like you are right now. Um, that's that's really awesome and um, also. It's, Getting up now at three thirty to making the podcast is not. Right. That was so freaking easy. I was really literally looking at the at the um, alarm when it's gonna ring. Finally, <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> I really couldn't couldn't yeah. sleep just because of w- waiting for it. And um, yeah, that, you're doing the right thing. That that's really cool and makes someone really happy. And As you said, there's no not really no restriction on on time on how much I want to spend on it. Doesn't matter how right. much I slept really um and doing that next to also university is i think quite challenging but um it's as you said totally doable if that works when you're really happy with what you're doing um and uh, yeah i also heard that you did your your uh, business next to studying medicine right how how did i
1: still am i have two more years (laughs) to,
0: to study medicine
1: Yep, I'm in medical school. Yeah,
0: how how are you dealing with that building your your whole YouTube, social media, and counseling um, business and studying medicine next to it?
1: Yeah, so I work a lot.
0: I can't imagine.
1: <laughs> so I work a lot, but also it's all about the systems I set up before. So like the reason why my business, like my my company, is successful now is because I learned how to build it in only three hours per day, because that's all I had when I had a full-time job. And so I had to learn, what do I do every single hour that is like the most important things. Like I just started social media after four years of my business. I didn't do anything social media because I knew exactly what makes me money so that I can quit my job, right? All I did for like three years was I wrote blog articles and I learned how to sell online courses, my own programs and do coaching. That's all I did. So every day, <clears throat> I have a little piece of paper right here. It's got it right next to me, <laughs> all right?
0: Are you still, so, you, oh yeah, I saw that.
1: Yeah, even though I'm on summer term break. So I have one side is my business stuff, one side is my school study stuff. And this is, each little block is either 40 minutes, I don't know if you can see,
0: Yeah. yeah there so. you go.
1: either 40 minutes or an hour. And I know, like the first block is for sales. Like what am I doing that makes money in my company? The second thing is the content. What content am I creating this week? And now I have a little extra income, so I hire people to help me with editing and stuff. And then emails and then fun. What's like exciting me in my business? On the back are usually three study blocks for school. So I know my most difficult classes, what I have to focus on, and then each one of those is also broken down. So the big thing for me is having a game plan for exactly what to do and you know uh, based on the eighty twenty 20 rule, what are the most important activities? So in a business, even if I don't like the fact, the most important thing is what makes me money because otherwise I don't have a business. And so I focus on that first and then the content is what is the growth plan for my business. So for me, that involves a certain number of YouTube videos per week and a certain number of blog articles per week. And then the third part is the sales and also the fun part. Like now I'm releasing a, a print journal based on my book and that is Eventually I want to make my whole business just the fun thing and anything I don't like, I just pay other people. So the other half about the studying is all about, you know, I've studied which courses are going to be the hardest, which take the most time. And then I've also went through all the books on like the best uh, study techniques and memory devices and how to pass medical school, all of these things. And so I've actually broken those down also into a, like a Evernote on the best study techniques. So it's a lot, but it's basically, you know, you have to have a system for when you're going to do this. And then, you know, I only usually work two hours at a time before taking a break. And I usually use the gym as my break. So a little bit of an energy boost there.
0: Sick, man. So it yeah, sounds yeah. really like you've almost every single minute planned in every single day you are doing. So I, I kind try of, to. I try to. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 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 Um, But what really is interesting to me, I I also try to set up more, or like, at least, um, for every day a system to like, what is the most important thing and try to execute on them. However, it obviously doesn't work every single day. Right. I, I guess, I assume that also doesn't work for you as well. But
1: yeah, like, you know, like this here, this book here, you know, like this book is a great philosophy right? It's like you figure out what the most important thing is and that's all you, like if you have three hours, you only do that thing. But like I think in life, it's it's not usually just one thing. It's usually like two or three things. And like obviously stuff comes up, right? The biggest one I notice is health. So if you don't sleep enough, you can't work at a hundred percent. It just doesn't work. Like entrepreneurs think they can sleep five, six hours and drink coffee just you can't (laughs) there's nothing fixes lack of sleep right the body needs that time to heal itself and so i think the big thing is you you also just have to do your best to be flexible like this is the system that i know works some days where i don't sleep enough i don't feel well i don't have a lot of energy and so i just cut the list in half and then i focus on what's most important and i think though what people learn when they try a strategy like this or like the one thing they learned that they can actually spend like one hour instead of four hours. Like I know a lot of entrepreneurs, they probably spend nine hours doing what I do, but they don't know how unproductive they are because they haven't really been forced like to be accountable. Like it's, it's a gift that I had a full-time business like full-time danger. And it's a gift I have medical school running my company because it forces me to be creative and it forces me to only focus on what's most important. So I'm not spending time doing BS, I'm not spending time doing things that don't grow the company or I don't enjoy and that kind of stuff. So it's a a gift and a curse. Like When you have no time, you have to do the most important thing.
0: Oh, yeah. I also also remember um, the the theory that basically your um, work expends on how much time you have. So the more time you have to spend on, I don't know, for example, editing a video, you have three hours you could uh, spend on it, you actually use that time. If you have just 30 minutes... You can do it in 30 minutes somehow.
1: Yeah. Parkinson's law. I just edited a video in 30 minutes. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I literally talked to other YouTubers that have like, they can do this full time. And some of them just, I ask them how much they work and they're like, I don't know. I just work all day. And they're just like, okay, what What are you doing all day? Like you have, you upload two videos per week. What could you possibly have to do? You know? And I think there's nothing wrong with that. If you're happy or you have the time, but I want to have a life you know I haven't had a life for like six five years you know when I get out of medical school I want to just work a lot less so I'm really disciplined about it. I want to figure out what is the minimum I have to and then if I
0: want to work more I can or I can focus on other things oh yeah uh, that's you, you still like well, how long are you doing the the medical school school already
1: uh, I did two years already my hardest two years so I have two more years
0: Okay, and then afterwards, what, what what are your plans on on doing? You want to do this YouTube thing full time, or the counseling, or?
1: Well, I'm actually going to open a medical practice in LA. So I want to see patients because, like, this is what I love. I'm studying Chinese medicine, so like integrative medicine, and I love I just love seeing patients one on one. Like they come into my clinic, and maybe three three and a half days a week I'll see patients in LA, and the other one and a half days I'll do more YouTube videos. Um, I would love to do private events. I would like to do a retreat maybe in Bali or Costa Rica. Uh, I want to write another book, a lot of just other fun stuff and more creative YouTube videos. And just, I want to allow a little bit of time for creativity and more fun ideas,
0: but you still want to really focus on, on the medical, um, counseling part, right?
1: Yeah, honestly, like medicine is my real passion. Oh, cool. That's what I love. That's what I like. I want to study every day. So, uh, for me, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know where it's gonna go. Like, maybe I'll just end up becoming one of these celebrity doctors. I don't, you know, I hope. I hope not. But I think it'll be cool, though. I think it'll be. It's really unique this time in history because never before in history can like you watch your doctor on on TV on YouTube for like a year and then come see them. In their clinic, I feel like that's going to be really cool for people that want to come see me because they'll feel like they they know
0: me, and it'll be kind of weird because it's it's kind of cool, I think. Yeah, don't you feel then a bit weird when they know basically everything about you, almost everything you sh- yeah everything you shared, and you already shared quite also intimate stuff, and then they they come and like oh yeah I know everything about you can we just start and you're like oh wait wait you know? who are you. <laughs>
1: You know, I don't know. Maybe I think it'll be good because I think they'll trust me. So they're going to have, you know, like Chinese medicine too is considered alternative. So people are very skeptical. And even though it's more and more accepted, I think it's going to be good because I can educate patients before they come. And then they'll have all their questions answered. And they're going to already know they like me or they don't like me. And then
0: we can really get started, you know, to improve their health and their life. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah yeah um then i I also you already like touched the the whole systems you had and how many you set up but based on basically the the one thing what is the most important system you set up um that helped you um achieve the most to handling your business and studies next to it
1: i think the the most important system i did is it's based on, it's called the Ivy Method, and I'm going to butcher the story, but he told me think think grow rich. And I think it was Carnegie who hired a consultant, or some major steel manufacturer hired a consultant to try to increase the profits of this business. And they hired this consultant, and he said, I want you to just put down, I think it was like, the three to five most important things you do every day on a piece of paper, in order, one, two, three, four, five, whatever. And then I want you, when you get into your office, you're just going to do one, and when one is done, you do two. When two is done, you do three. And if you get to the end of the day and you didn't finish the list, you did too many things, so you remove something from the list. And I guess the story was that it made this person so successful that they sent him a check for twenty-five thousand dollars. But that's basically really what this list comes from. So it's, you have to think, because it makes you think creatively. What is most important? And it also makes you show up every day with the game plan. Like I don't. If I just. If I don't do this my desk and then uh, like I open Facebook or I open YouTube or I go to email or like there's all these projects that will steal my attention but this is really the focusing for what you're going to work on and what you're going to do so this would probably be my biggest success habit I would recommend to people and also uh, if they don't do that just being healthy and working out like I feel like I don't know how people work long hours without working out like fitness when I go to the gym it gives me such a burst of energy that I feel so much better.
0: So that's what I would suggest. So, so your your um, planner k- kind of, or the, the the strategy from Think and Grow Rich, and doing sports as well—it's like the two most important things.
1: Totally, that's
0: what I would say. Um, okay, I, I guess right now the the quality of the video is getting a bit bad. Um, I just turn off my video um, and hope it it maybe increases then uh, the quality again. Um, all right. Um, so th- then another thing, what is, um, yeah, really interesting for me, you, you're doing this already for a couple of years, that hard work and really focus on business growing really rapidly as well with your, your channel right now is this growing faster than, than ever right now, as well as doing a second ch- channel. And yep. the, then the question is, like, how do you keep really focused on them? on them, on basically all of it and not get into, um, procrastination.
1: So there are certain things like this, this might surprise people. Okay. There's a lot I really like in my business, but I love YouTube. It's one of my passions, but I never feel motivated to write the scripts and shoot the videos and edit videos. Like there's no day where I ever feel motivated. No way. So, never, 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 never. So I I have to force myself to do it early in the week because the later the week goes on, the more I'm like, it's almost a week and I should take some time off. So I think when people think that, like they see really successful people much bigger than me and they're like, you know, wow, it's so effortless. It's really not. Like a lot of what I do is really fun now and I want my life to be that. But like YouTube videos are something I'm super passionate about, but every day I don't want to do that. I have to really push to do that. And so that's where it comes to having some kind of accountability. Like for me, every Thursday I have a mastermind group where every Thursday we have a call. It's 30 minutes. We say, what were your goals and did you do them or not? And that's really big accountability for me. But with the YouTube videos, it's also teaching myself that, you know, I don't feel motivated now, but once the video is out, I'm usually really proud of the video. And I, I can look at it later and be like, I did a good job.
0: All right, uh, that's that's a bit counterintuitive, I think, yeah. for for most people to like. Okay, usually, um, also, what what my f- first thought was, uh, okay, once you really find what you're passionate about, you don't have a problem with motivation anymore because you just love what you do. But now you're saying, okay, you actually want part of it I really don't like, but I still do it because of the outcome. That's really yeah. interesting.
1: So, yeah, it is, and I think. There's, you can have both. Like in medicine, I love going home and studying for three hours. And, but at the same time, sometimes to reach the next level, you really have to force yourself when you don't want to. Like maybe in your field, it involves learning a skill that you know is going to make you the best, but you're not that motivated to learn that specific skill. So I would say, like, don't think there's something wrong if you, if you enjoy your work, but you don't feel motivated every day. Like, it still requires a little bit of pushing sometimes.
0: All right, um, you you said um, what helped you is also being accountable by your your mastermind group. Um, how how did you start with that, and how did you um, really get all those people together which uh, hold you accountable for it?
1: Yeah, so my very first one, I actually emailed a few people that I followed on the internet. So I had a a personal development blog called Milk the Pigeon. And I had this one girl who was building a business and she commented on a lot of my posts. And I said, hey, I'm gonna start this group. Would you be in for it? And she was really excited. She was super ambitious, very, very motivated. And eventually she knew up two other people. So what I would do is, if you're just getting started, I would reach out to people either on the internet that you know, or I would reach out to just friends locally. So if you have a friend locally that you know wants to improve their life, that's a perfect person. Or if you can't find that, I would use like meetup.com. Some kind of local meetup group. That easy. <laughs> yeah. The right people. The right people will think it's an amazing idea because they want to live up. You know, they want to be more ambitious and change their life.
0: Yeah. that's the, At least like for me, it feels that um, you, you always get those people who say, yeah, I really want to improve it. And I really want to change something. But right. then... They, after like a couple of weeks, yeah, well, I, I'm not in for it anymore. It's just like maybe too much or I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want to pursue anymore. Like, um, that's, that's actually quite often what, what I, um, encountered or heard. Um, did you also experience that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. I've been in, I've had like four mastermind groups in the last four years, (laughs) but one has been nonstop for three years. So sometimes I do two at the same time and, Always, there are some people more motivated than others. And honestly, I think if they just drop out, good, right? Because you want your mastermind to be the most ambitious, dedicated people. Like if these people don't even want to do a 30-minute call once a week, are they really motivated? Are they really hungry to change their life? No, because if they were, that would be, that was the most exciting one hour of my life when I started my business and I had that mastermind call because no matter how bad my week was, I knew I would be so inspired. So people are going to drop out but that's okay cuz that's just removing the people that are not that hungry to change you know and then you could just get someone in someone new in that's more hungry
0: that's 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 true yeah if if people are really not um, yeah basically if if you then find those people were not as ambitious as you or um, maybe even pulling you down um, that's get, it feels like then it's getting even harder to Um, stay on the same level or even higher um, than you are right now. Um, Because what I also see is um, there are also obviously uh, um, always people who are around you in your environment who are saying, um, okay, you you probably won't um, have success in your business or whatever you're doing. Um, And with that, really a lot pull you down. Um, And I feel that is a... For me, at least a huge major thing that, um, either they, uh, smile at you and like, yeah, let's try it. We'll, will fail anyway. Or, or they even say, yeah, don't even do it because you spend too much time on it. Um, did you, did you also encounter something similar to that? So that people in your environment try to almost actively hold you down and maybe ha- how you hold you down with it?
1: Yeah. No, definitely. I think uh, everyone goes through that at the start. And it's hard because at the start, you may think you have a good idea, but you don't have the confidence yet because there's no results. And I think that is why the mastermind is so important because at the start, you know, it's funny when I had my, just my blog before I started YouTube. So I just started YouTube two years ago. And before I started YouTube, I had just a blog and this one guy, a childhood friend that I knew, uh, he's like, how's your blog going? Like kind of sarcastic. And I was like, good. Like, you know, I'm going to be making new jobs for people, like hiring people. And he was like, okay, Obama. <laughs> right. And so, and, and now I am hiring people, but it's just like at the start, that's where you just have to get to like bite your lip, you know, bite your lip and just be like, ah, oh, I just want to punch you so bad. But it's, it's impossible because I didn't have results. I couldn't be like, look, look at my results. I have five books online. I, you know. I didn't have any of that. And I think that's where you have to, that's why the mastermind is so important because at the start, maybe they are right. You don't know. You don't have the experience or the confidence. And that is something that either you have to find within you or you tell yourself, I'm going to keep going as long as it takes, as hard as it takes, which I told myself, and I'm going to find a way. So either it comes from yourself, the self-belief, or you have the mastermind. And they're like, you know what? My, my mom said you're never going to succeed okay well screw you mom like my mastermind these people are like okay well your mom just this is why she's like that you know she doesn't know what you're going to do so i think that's that's why it's so important
0: oh yeah I, um that's that's pretty cool um that i think may, many are saying um okay maybe you were you're not uh Wait, actually, it might also be sometimes helpful to have those people on board, right? So yeah. if, if, uh, you, you have an idea and it's like really, you think it's like super awesome and then people come by and say, no, it's it because of this and that. And it's like, damn, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Do yeah. you also have that?
1: It is very helpful. But I think it, you know, the, the person, if you don't have a lot of self-confidence, those people may just shut you down and you may not execute. But I think, if you have the self-awareness and you're like, you know what? I should think about this. Maybe they are right. It shouldn't discourage me, but I should think. That's always good. You should always be asking yourself that. Like, I think this is true. How do I know it's true? Because millions of entrepreneurs go out of business because they think something's true. But then in the marketplace, no one's interested.
0: Did, did you ever have uh, those those um, yeah, thoughts with your business and like, yeah, how did you, did you go over it?
1: Yeah, like, did I ever have the thought that, like, this is a good idea, but it wasn't a good idea?
0: Uh, no, did you sometimes even doubt yourself that this was a good idea?
1: Oh, I, still, all the time. Like, <laughs> like it took, because at the start, you don't have results, so you don't, know, you don't know if anything's working. You don't know if you're on the right track. Like, even YouTube's a good example. I just started YouTube because I wanted a, a break from like just blog. I was so tired of writing articles. And I was like, let me just try this, you know? And it turned out to be really fun, and I really liked it. And I started getting comments on YouTube videos, and it's it's much easier to get YouTube comments than blog comments. And so I was very motivated by the comments. And so for me, YouTube started 100% out of love. I didn't know you could make any money. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just be like a video blogger and I'll just post it on my blog for my audience. But then I noticed that, like, oh, maybe I had something that people liked because it was getting more and more subscribers. And I just uploaded for fun, and then I realized, like, one day I was like, oh wow, I have like twenty thousand subscribers. And someone, I met a little kid; he was like ten years old, yeah. and he's like, whoa, that's a lot. And I was like, really? I was like, I don't, I don't know anything about YouTube. I don't watch YouTube. I, like, I don't know anything. So I think sometimes when you are just doing what you love, you don't, you don't worry about what other people think, and that's like another benefit of. When you do something you're really passionate about, you care a lot less what other people think. Because, like, if they if they think it's stupid, who cares? You like it. Like, what they say is not going to affect if you like your work, you know? So, I think it's very important.
0: And I also um, saw again that right now you all have over 180K followers on YouTube. And it's growing the fastest than ever. <laughs> Are you are you putting now a lot more more effort in it as well, or uh, how how did you get there?
1: You know, it's uh, less, almost the same effort, but maybe more, maybe more strategy. So the only thing I really changed was I'm trying to figure out what topics my audience really wants to learn about. I'm also always trying to improve my video quality. So what that means is that. Like now, at the beginning of my videos, I've added like 10 seconds of B-roll, some nice footage. I've tried to be more concise and speak less, shorter. But really, I think it comes down to, like I'm only uploading still two videos a week, sometimes three. I'm trying to do three, but I also do one on my, my future Dr. Alex channel. So that's four videos a week. I edit two, editor edits two. But I think the most important thing is you find out what the audience likes and what videos resonate, and then every... Every day, every week you're trying to improve. So in my yeah. YouTube Evernote document, I'm always thinking, what are three things we can improve? Like, how can I improve the quality? How can I improve my my skills? How can I make myself less long-winded, like more concise, how can I be a better teacher? I'm always thinking about what am I doing to improve. You know, and some people they have the same video style for five years. And and they can be successful, but I like upgrading all the time. I want my family and friends to see my videos. And be like damn like you're really good at video now like that's impressive so i'm really driven by growth skill growth
0: that sounds really really cool so you have then um almost like weekly or daily things you you think about how you can improve it or how, how do you also have a habit of it or how do you do it yeah
1: so it's it's mostly i just keep it in my weekly video ideas and then basically anytime something pops in my head i'm like all right we should think about this But even sometimes big ideas, like my channel started fitness, but after 100,000 subscribers, I realized I'm so tired of fitness. Like all my most popular videos are personal development, and that's what I love anyway. So let me just try making personal development videos, even if it's like a separate brand from my website, my business, and then sure enough, it exploded. You know, so that was like an intuition that like I need to do something different. And then when you listen to those, often awesome stuff happens.
0: That's... It worked really well for you and that's also why way how, how I found you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, see? And like, my books have sold way more copies from this, so like you have to listen to those little intuitions when things are not really working well.
0: Okay, okay, sounds really, really cool. Um, yeah. Then, then I have one um, question which is I think for, for most people really uh, interesting to know is like okay, what, um, what person did influence you um, the most in your life on the way you're doing right now or anything else? You know,
1: so I have about five minutes because I've got to take another call. But All right, think, right, um, I mean, there's a lot of people. Honestly, both my parents really inspired me because they're both really good at different things, even though they're both human and they have their flaws. <laughs> but I think, you know, like, for example, seeing my mom who had to get a second job Even though she has her own company, she had to get a second job to help support the family and like pay off debt faster. And it was almost like I was complaining about working, you know, 10 hours in my day job and then three hours again in my business. And I did that for over three years. I was complaining about that, but there are like, there are people in the bad parts of the US that have to work three jobs their whole life and sleep five hours a day, their whole life just to live, you know, and seeing my mom do that when she's 60 years old and she should be retiring, it made me realize like I should just shut up with the excuses. And like sometimes success is not pretty. Sometimes it's not fun. Sometimes you don't sleep. Sometimes it affects your health. Sometimes like it it sucks, but you just treat that as something you have to do to get to the next level in your life. And now I have, you know, now I have more time and I can sleep more and I'm happier and I enjoy my business more. But it's like, for me, seeing like what other people have to really go through, and they don't yeah, have a choice, yeah. and I'm choosing to do this, like <sighs> this is a hardship I'm choosing. I can stop if I want to. Like, I don't have to do it. No one's forcing me. And I think it was just like the perspective of that.
0: You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty um, powerful. I think. Um, yeah. Th- okay. Th- then, because of the time issue, uh, one one uh, two last questions. Actually, uh, what are the the most important books you read?
1: So, let me see. I put together a little list of a few here.
0: Oh, yeah, you did? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, just a little preparation. Okay. So, the three, and I'll tell you why. The Alchemist, because that was the book that got me back on the no path. No way. To studying my I read, passion, I
0: I read it actually a week ago the second time already.
1: <laughs> oh, so good. So, because the book is all about follow your excitement, listen to your intuition, and follow your heart, not your mind. That's like so, so key. The second one is ask and it is given it's like a very out there manifesting book, but it's really about focusing your thoughts on only the good stuff. And the third one is Martha Beck, finding your own North star. And that was a book that helped me understand that my intuition, your intuition about what you should be doing is actually a better money maker than like intellect. Like I should do this, this is how you make money. You get this job that taught me and made, allowed me to just follow my intuition and trust. And it was true, and so
0: that really helped me a lot. They're all, now you can see they're all kind of the same themes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, pretty cool. Um, yeah. c- can you can you send me the list so I can put it in show notes or something? Totally. totally. Um, then the last question is: What does um, the ambitious sloth or being ambitious and being a sloth mean mean to you? Well, do you have also like the double edged sword as you have with being ambitious?
1: So to me, the most important thing now and that Ambitious Sloth is a great name. It's about achieving your life goals, but still having a life, right? Because like the irony is we do these things, like I built this business to live a better life so I can have work I love, work less hours, and have freedom to travel anytime. But the first years, I had no life. And so it's kind of this weird paradox. Like we do these things we save to improve our life, but then we're not even happy doing them. So then we're making our life worse. And so it's like, really thinking about what you value at the end of the day. And an ambitious sloth would be for me, how can I get the same results with half the time? I mean, right now I make more money and have a bigger audience than most people who work 10 hours a day or more. So that I'm doing it should be proof to you that you can do it or anyone can do it. So I think it's about how do you build a business or whatever it is you're doing and not cheat yourself out of having a life.
0: Thank you so much. For uh, giving me this these really awesome answers and spending the time, um, maybe like a short uh, yeah, we will give all your contact details in in the show notes, um, and yeah, thank thank you so much for for giving me that.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally happy to help. I mean, the best way if people want to learn more about like this philosophy is you can just check out my book Master of the Day. It's on Amazon. If yeah. you email me, I'll send you. I'd like four videos and a few worksheets. Um, and if you just email me your receipt of the book, I'll send that over to you.
0: Oh, that sounds like a pretty good offer, man.
1: Yeah, so any listeners, let me know.
0: Okay, cool, I will. Um, yeah, thank you. I think that's that's it for the for the podcast. Cool. Um, wow. I tried to turn on the, the video for the last... Um, yeah, man, I'm really, really pumped that you um, spent so much time with me and gave me so many valuable answers on all the questions I, I, I ask you. It's really, really awesome.
1: Happy to help. Sure.